All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right, you is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome. Once again, welcome back to the incredible, fantastic, the show that I love, which I hope I do love because I'm quite, we're part of it, to the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my man, 100 years. Charlie Chase, baby. Y- you got to find like a niche of how you say it, I think. Got to keep him guessing, Flex. You got to keep him guessing? Yeah, I don't know. Do I don't know. I, I, think, I think you're trying to find a new way to say it, and in every other way, you're kind of like... you. you you get indifferent because you go from Charlie Chase, baby, and now you're like, Charlie Chase. It also depends on the, on the time and day because sometimes we record in the morning, sometimes we record in the afternoon, in the evening. So so you're saying sometimes when you're doing the show, you feel like not as happy. As the mood strikes you. So you're like. saying the mood sometimes when you're doing the show, you're not happy is what you're saying. No, I, I think they're all happy. Uh, they're all happy tones. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, kind of, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of reading between the lines of what you're saying here. Listen, I'm, I'm not a Giant fan, so I'm happy. <laughs> Too early? Too early. <laughs> you want to get right into Thursday night flux? We we were going to, just not yet. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying if you if you I want was going to. to. I wasn't gonna do it yet. You have a lot on your mind? What, did, I mean, what do you think? You, you came in here fuming. Well, I had a long day. I told you about my long day. <laughs> but regardless about that, you wanted to just jump right into it. I'm over here, I'm over here talking about you mm-hmm. personally with you, and you want to get about the team. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm worried about you. You're my friend. You came in a little tired. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The, the, the friend word is a little thin with you. You know, the, the F word. Whoa, whoa. You're, you're a semi-quasi acquaintance. It's like, but yes, listen, it's, it's been a really rough week for me. It's been a really rough week for a, a lot of friends of mine. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, I mean, whatever, we're all different sports teams fans. But, you know, of, of course, I, I, my season's over for pretty much two teams. Yeah. I lost baseball. Well, it's over for one for sure. One for sure, baseball. Yeah. I mean, football, I don't listen. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get my little rant about that in a second. But just, I, I put on my on my Facebook, I put it out there, and I said, I was like, I don't know how I could lose a baseball season and a football season in the same week. I was like, oh, but at least I got the Knicks to look after. You know what I mean? I got the Knicks to look up yeah. for. But yeah, it's, The Knicks will be competitive until, like, Christmas. Look, I'm going to I'm gonna go, before I go on my little rant about yesterday's game, mm-hmm. and I guess I'm just going to talk about it, because, listen, once again, party people, the ones that are following us, let's remember, always follow us on Instagram. Follow, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to it, iHeartRadio. Make sure to subscribe to us. Make sure to comment us, and it gives you all those chances to win the Saquon Barkley autograph football, and especially after last night's game. I'm sure you're going to want it more than ever now because he was fantastic last night. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at BFB Podcast, and on our Twitter, at Podcast BFB. Now, with that being said, I'm going to say this one more, and, 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 and we're growing. We're growing as a podcast. We're doing well. Yeah, probably starting off, and so I'm, far so good. I'm very, I'm very excited for our future, and I don't say if we blow up, when we blow up, it's gonna be cool with all our fans and friends that are listening. I've been listening to them from the beginning. Yes, uh, they're growing with us. Yes, exactly. I don't say if we blow up, when we blow up, it's gonna happen. Um, and besides all that, is that uh, you know, we know, we get it. I don't, I don't want to. Do, we're not gonna keep doing this forever, talking about mainly just the Giants and Cowboys, even though we're big rivals. 
as our sports teams are, you know, because people I don't want people listening and be like, hey, listen, all right, Charlie, we get it. You're a Cowboys fan. All right, Flex, we get it. You're a Giants fan. You know, but listen, we're starting off. It's mostly that people in New York that listen to us for the most part right now, and it's mostly Giants fans. Let's be real, right? Mostly. Mostly. Uh, I don't know if I agree with mostly, but. but you don't think that most of the people that listen to us right now are Giants fans I think right now? I think they're fantasy fans. I don't think they're Giant fans or Cowboy fans. Most people who are fantasy fans are a fan of a football team. Right, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're Giant fans. Most people in New York are. Uh, I mean, but uh, we're talking about people that listen to our show, not everyone. And most in New York. people that listen to our show are from New York, and most people are Giants fans. Uh, I don't know if I agree, but but go ahead. Where are you going wow. with this? Wow. Okay. That that's that's okay. Even Jets fans are going to tell you that most people from New York are Giants fans. It's like okay. Anyways, so I'm going to say this for the last time again. I'm not going to be talking about it too much, but I'm going to say for the last time. Yes, Saquon Barkley was 100% the right pick. I am sick and tired of people blaming Eli Manning. I am sick of it. I, I, I'm really getting fed up with it. I don't want to hear it no more. And the tr- truth be told, listen, if we drafted, it, didn't look great it, first, if we, it didn't look great for a lot this part of this year. Mm-hmm. But if we drafted a quarterback in the in the class and in, in this year's draft, right? One of those one of those top 5 quarterbacks. If we mm-hmm. took one of them. You know what exactly was going to happen? First of all, none of those quarterbacks are going to do that great behind that offensive line. It's not just all Eli Manning. We're just a lot of people are just looking like it's just Eli Manning because of the fact that we didn't take a quarterback. So they're looking at Eli Manning more and his mistakes are popping out more than usual. If we would have took any other quarterback, we would have seen what Saquon Barkley would have done, which it probably went to the Browns or if not the Colts. Mhm. He would have. We would have seen what he'd be doing for that team. What he would have been doing for that team, doing things like what he did last night. He leads the league in yards after contact, and he leads the league in breaking tackles. He does, and we would have been seeing all the stuff he was doing, and we would have been like, "Oh man, we should have took Saquon Barkley." That's exactly what would have happened. That's how people would have been looking I mean, at it because there is no. Because you know what? Yes what, and no. Flex, th- but, that's exactly what would. No, no, no. I'm telling you what we, what we Giants fans mm-hmm. would have been saying. We would have been saying, do you, and then do you speak for all Giant fans. I know, I, I know, I know Giant fans. I wish they would have took a quarterback. Of once again, if we took a quarterback mm-hmm. and we saw what Saquon's been doing for other teams, we're gonna be like, damn, we should have took Saquon because any quarterback we would have taken behind that offensive line and with the way that defense is also with 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 the way the defense has been playing and that whole team has been playing for the most part, mm-hmm. no quarterback's gonna do great. Now Eli is not a mobile right, quarterback, but you can you can make the argument that you find your quarterback for the next ten years. You know what I'm saying? Once, let me ask you a quick question before you continue. Now I'm gonna let you finish with your rant. Who was the best player on the field last night? Saquon. Wasn't even close, right? No. Score was 34 to 13. I know, I know that, but you think, but without Saquon, what do you think it would have been? Without Saquon, would it have been? It would have been worse. Yeah, but I mean, they scored 13 points. How much? But without Saquon, it would have been worse. Yeah, but. Like, look, I'm, you know, getting back to this, I'm still of the mindset that if the franchise quarterback is there, you're in that mindset because of the position you're in. People that are in that mindset is because of the position there. Now, like I said, I've, we, I've heard you compare Saquon to, to Barry Sanders on this show, right? Yeah. Right? Right. He's got that much upside. Right. Now, who is the best quarterback that Barry Sanders ever played with? I don't know. Exactly. Right? So they never had a star quarterback, so they never really did much. In Barry Sanders' career, what's, what was where, where did they go? Where was the peak of what they went? I don't uh, know. The championship I game? don't know. I don't care. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day is what I'm saying is this. If we would have not taken him, we would have seen what we have done. We would have had a quarterback. First of all, more than likely, even if we took a quarterback, he probably more than likely still would not be playing this year. He wouldn't have played next year or the year after at worst. At worst, the year after. At best, he would have probably get thrown in sometime now. But we wouldn't have been doing that good. 
So they, so we probably wouldn't even want to rush in a, a rookie quarterback with the bad offensive line that we had. In the facts that he might get hurt because Eli is getting hit and hit and hit and hit. And the last thing we wanted is for our rookie quarterback to get hurt. And then we lose him, and then we start making all these other blames. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. the biggest complaint for years wasn't quarterback. And we had a bad run game. We, we've been saying bad run game. It's not like last year we were complaining, oh, my God, we need a new quarterback, Eli this, Eli that. We weren't saying that last year. We were saying offensive line and run game. Those are the two things we were saying for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. For the past few years, we've been saying offensive line and run game. And we've had none of that. Now that we have a run game and – Granted, the offensive line has improved a bit, but Nate Solder has not been doing so well, especially for what we paid him for, mm-hmm. since they've been doing better for a little bit. it's Now we're looking at just Eli. And I think that people are giving him a worse rep than we deserve. Because, listen, Eli was never a mobile quarterback. He was never that kind of guy. He's never was like a Pat Mahomes that was moving out of the pocket. But guess what? There's another person who's not a mobile quarterback like that. Tom Brady's not a mobile quarterback either. And he would have been hit a bunch of times behind this offensive line as well. I'm not saying Eli's doing great. But you can see yesterday in the games, too, he was trying his best to move out the pocket. He took a couple of more shots down the field. He's doing the best he can with what he has. At the end of the day, right now for our Giants, the biggest problem is yeah, the offensive he's, line he's and defense plays on the field? He's not taking shots down the field. Folks. But that, but did you act like if that's what had happened, it would have changed our entire season. The defense add, is still not stopping have, nobody. You have one of the top, you know, four talents at wide receiver in the game, right? Uh-huh. And, you're, and you're not taking any shots down the field. But but this, see, this is the, this is the thing that's pissing me off the most. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what, Eli, go ahead and start taking shots down the field because he took a couple late in the game last night. And when guess it, when it didn't matter. But okay. Even if it did, even if it did. Mm-hmm. Even even that he did do it, it still didn't bring us up to where we wanted to be. I'm, I think that people are making a bunch of excuses, and they're looking at like these quarterbacks like they're the next greatest thing in the world. Okay, so, all right, let's subtract Saquon for a second, right? Now, let's just say, are the Giants a better team with Eli in the center or with Sam Darnold in the center? At, at this moment. At subtra- this, uh, without subtra- Saquon? Subtract Saquon. Without Saquon at this moment? Yeah. I wouldn't know to tell you the truth because I don't know. Cause if you who, had to guess. I, I would, I, honestly, I probably would say Eli only because he's more comfortable. I don't agree with that. See, no, no. And, and this is an argument. Made, but the thing is, these are all hypotheticals. And we can make hypotheticals for a bunch of different things. Which you, everybody could make to prove their point, hypotheticals. That's a hypothetical. Take Saquon out. Who's the better right now in the center? That's a hypothetical. Yes or no? Because yeah, Saquon's it's, there. It's also, yeah, of course. So whenever anybody tries to make their argument in any defense, everybody but could— it's also hypo- hypothetical to say that Saquon is going to have a career like Barry Sanders. That, that's Fine, yes, all right, you know what, whatever. That's, that's hypothetical to say. But right now, he's killing Saquon. You can't right. say he's not. He is killing. He is Six a freak of nature. He's a yes. beast right now. And we all know that Odell's a beast. But what I'm trying to say is I think as— Because we're New Yorkers. We're going to complain about everything mm-hmm. no matter what. We're going to complain. Mm-hmm. I'm just sick and tired of people thinking that, it, that oh, my God, if we didn't have Eli, we would be way better right now. No. It's not. The, there is no quarterback that is necessarily going to do but it's good. it's not just about this year, Flex. It's, it's about the next 10 years. And guess what? How, guess how what? We, are, could, we, we, could get, we could get another quarterback next year. Who, who's coming out of the draft this year? It, does, it doesn't have to be out of the draft. It doesn't have to be out of the draft. We could still. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I hate the fact that people like feel la- like that we're never going to get one. Last year, you knew you knew who Baker Mayfield was this time last year. You knew who Sam No, I didn't. Donald, uh, no, I didn't. You didn't know who Baker Mayfield was? The only person I heard of before was Sam Donald. I didn't hear of Josh Rosen. I didn't hear of Josh you Allen. I didn't hear of any of them. You don't nope. hear of any quarterbacks this year. It's Drew not, Locke not, is the better I hear about right now. Yeah, that's it. And he's not even a and, it, and, I, and I saw on NFL.com, they already posted already about six major quarterbacks we're talking about right now in the draft. And they already posted about, oh, look, these are the next major, major I, quarterbacks. I haven't heard. I haven't heard about Okay, six. just because Maybe you haven't heard, just because you haven't heard doesn't mean it exists. 
So, I mean, so they, they took Saquon Barkley. They won three games last year. How many are going to win with Saquon with this transcending talent at running back? They're going to win, what, four games maybe? Five games? I, I don't know. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is you act like if – not you, but most of the people in the world who are blaming Eli so much, most of the Giants fans who are blaming all this stuff on Eli, it's not all his fault. Because like I said – it's, of- it's not all his fault, but – he does not look good, Flex. All right, he, he doesn't, does but no good. quarterback would behind let that me, line. Let me ask you a question. I think a mobile quarterback would look better. An extre- a, a mobile quarterback, a mobile quarterback like Pat Mahomes. Let me, let me, That's a freaking nature type quarterback. I've heard this rumor thrown out. Oh, let's would, go. Would you be okay with signing uh, Colin Kaepernick? No. You wouldn't be okay no. with that? No. The okay. guys have played an NFL game in like, what, two years? Three, two, three years? Okay. No. I mean, look, I, I think that the Giants should entertain I think. That. I think, listen, New Yorkers. Wake up! Stop blaming Eli for everything because you want to know why you weren't. We were upset with Eli last year, and we were upset with Eli the year before. But then, when, but when he's doing whatever he does in the fourth quarter, and there was Sunday games that we won when we were doing good. At times when we we're doing good, you love Eli. At times we're doing bad, you want to hate Eli. And I'm tired of it because of the fact that if we, if if now, first of all, now we're gonna have a pick of the litter of the quarterbacks in the draft. And I'm not saying it's gonna change the game. We could get quarterbacks in a bunch. I'm not saying that they're easy to find. I get it. Yeah, but all I'm but, but, but everybody on but no one's looking like these five quarterbacks in this draft are going to change the whole world of football. No one's saying that about these guys. Right. Well, tell that to the Browns fan base. You know what I mean? Tell that to the Jets fan base. But they the, think but that the their Brown, quarterbacks are, are going to it's that's because that it's, was it's a missing piece for so much more. Look how many first round picks that they've had. These were missing pieces that they needed. Now we need a quarterback. Like I said, because for the past couple of years, we weren't complaining about Eli like that. The biggest problems have always been, and this is the most, the most, the one that's been staying the most because we had a good defense a couple of years ago. And we had it yesterday, last year was really bad. This year so far, the defense can't stop nobody. The defense is doing bad. The thing is, Eli wasn't our biggest concern. Our biggest concern was always our offensive line. And if you see what a monster with Saquon Barkley is doing behind that terrible offensive line, He's doing great. He is a ready now football player. Obviously, he is ready NFL ready now, ready to go. And any other rookie we would have gotten would be developing time, and that's fine. But the point is, we have a we have we have a studded running back, and we have a studded wide receiver. We have a very good tight end. We need to improve our defense, our offensive line, and of course, we need to address the quarterback situation. But it's not. But but people people are looking to blame it because some people have different opinions that we should have took that in the draft, mm-hmm. and it's not all Eli's fault. It, the biggest problem has been for the longest time the offensive line, and that has to need to be the biggest fix. Because like I said, and I noticed, and, I, and I'm, I'm I am positive about this. If Saquon went to another team, we would see how we would be killing, and then we'd be saying, "See, we should have took Sa- we should have took Saquon, or we should have been like, oh man, yeah, you're right, we should have took Saquon.' It would have been people saying that, and that's and that, how it would have been. That's also a hypothetical. You know what I mean? Like that, it's, that's, it's, that's, that's, no, no, no. Hypo- hypothetical is when you're, when you, when you're building a scenario, when you're putting a scenario, like who would have done better, this and that. I, Saquon would have done, no, no, but you're, no, because Saquon would have done good on any team. Saquon would have done good on any team. He would have done good on any team. Would he be, you know, targeted you don't, 15 times a game? Like you don't think Browns fans, team? you don't think a lot of Browns fans also, I mean, as much as they love Baker Mayfield, they still would have loved to have Saquon Barkley with the number one pick with what he's done. He's a great talent. Anyone would, would love to have him. But that exactly. doesn't mean that that's how you build your team. I, it, but but I'm saying like this. You, you, like he, he was the best player on the field yesterday, and it didn't matter. And they took the, and they took the and, best player in the draft, and, and that's it, what they it did. It didn't matter, and they it was still, the right choice they to make. Still lost by 20 points, and that's fine. We've been we've been we 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 we, we, we won three I games just, last year. I don't year. see the rationale, but 
I mean, look, we we just gotta. Agree I just don't understand. I just I just don't understand how you could say that, or anybody could say that any quarterback is gonna do good behind that offensive line. Because I guess because and we could both agree on this. No one was complaining this much about Eli Manning before this year started. Not that much. Flex. Since the since Eli won the Super Bowl, he's been 15 games under 500. Nobody has been complaining about Eli Manning this much until this draft. Nobody. We've had here and there. People were we've complaining complain- about him last year. Once again, People what did I say? Once again, what did I just say? What did I just say? So the draft. Nobody has been complaining about Eli Manning mm-hmm. this much until the draft. Okay. Every little bad thing he does, they're gonna look just like Odell. Odell has been known to cause problems on the sidelines. So when he spurts out like one little rant here and there, mm-hmm. it's gonna stick out. Oh, he's causing problems again because they're gonna look for it. You know what I mean? You're you're one of you're one of the best wide receivers in in in, in the world. I'm a LeBron. I hate LeBron James. I hate LeBron James. Every time he does something that I think is like just dumb or whatever the case may be, or kind of like a crybaby kind of thing, I'm gonna see it and I'm gonna explode it for what it is because I hate LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna expose it for what it is and go off with it. Now that people are upset that we didn't take a quarterback, they see whatever one thing Eli's doing wrong, they're gonna nitpick at it and they're gonna explode with it. That's what's gonna happen because they, they that's what they wanted. And it's and it's sick and tiring because at the end of the day, he's not the biggest problem we have on his team. The defense hasn't made a stop. The Philadelphia Eagles look like a like the Super Bowl team that they haven't looked like all year. And yesterday they were just unstoppable moving that ball. And then and then the the defense of the Giants can't stop nothing, and it's upsetting. Yeah, I mean, look, I'd be very upset if I was a Giant fan. It's thank upsetting. God, thank God I'm not. So, anyway, uh, moving on to this week's slate. Uh, moving let's, on. Let's, let's get right into it. Um, so, kicking it off with the uh, the first game on the week. Uh, am I going first or are you going first, Flex? Uh, you could go first since I did my little special episode yesterday, which I was wrong about a lot of things. Jesus Christ, was I wrong a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> But we we won't get into that. Let's uh, let's move on. Yeah. All right. So the first game on the docket, the uh, back in the Buccaneers traveling to Atlanta to face the Falcons. The Falcons are a three point home favorite with a fifty seven point game total, one of the highest totals on the week. Now on the Buccaneers side of the ball, Jameis Winston is in a complete smash spot here. Uh, he's actually one of my favorite plays um, as a streamer option. And uh, also in daily, I'm going to have a ton of exposure for, to him. He's 7,400 on FanDuel and 5,800 on DraftKings. So by far, he's going to be the most popular quarterback on DraftKings for sure. Now, the, the Bucks backfield um, is a little bit of a stay away from me. I mean, even though they have a good matchup, uh, Barber is not really heavily involved in the passing game. And Ronald Jones did get some work before the bye week, but uh, was really not impressive. Now, the last time I said that a ground game was a complete stay away from me, the Jets thrashed the Broncos for 300-plus yards. So I'm going to say that that doesn't happen again, but uh, let's see. Now, as far as the pass catchers go, um, I like everyone on the Bucks here. Mike Evans is a go. Chris Godwin is a go. Um, and even D-Jack as well. Now, the interesting plays here are um, Cameron Brait and Adam Humphreys because – uh, Winston does like to target the tight end and the slot receiver. So give them a look as low and flex flex plays and in daily as well. Now on the Falcon side of the ball, you know, mighty Matty ice continues the ball out. Um, Julio Jones is in another smash spot. The only question is what is he going to get into the end zone this week? Now, some of his best performances have been against the Buccaneers. So 
I'm going to go on, you know, on a limb and say it again that he does finally get into the end zone this Are week. Are you going to say it every week until I, you're right? I got to be right one week, Flex. <laughs> so this is the week. This is the week that he gets into the end zone. Now, uh, If he doesn't, I'm pretty sure you're going to be saying it again next I, week. I might say it again. I'm, I'm I'm might be, sure. We might be repeating this episode next week. Unless they play against themselves, then they'll score a touchdown. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, but also, I mean, look, I mean, the guy's a monster. He's got to get into the end zone eventually. Now, uh, Ridley is still, you know, a plug-and-play on all formats. He leads the league in I'm, – I'm sorry, not uh, the league. He leads the Falcons in red zone targets. Uh, so Matt Ryan's definitely looking for him as he gets down into the end zone. Now, Sanu got into the box last week and gets another good matchup working out of the slot against a Bucks team who has been torched by uh, Michael Thomas, Juju, and Nelson Aguilar in the slot. So look for Sanu as well. Now, as far as the um, – the Atlanta Falcons running game, uh, if Tampa does have a strong spot in that defense, it is against the run. So uh, Freeman looks like he's going to be out again this week. So I would temper expectations on Coleman. Obviously, in seasonal, you are going to start him as a low-end you know, RB2, uh, low-end flex. Uh, and Edo Smith, I have no interest. So um, I think this is going to be a shootout, a high-scoring game. But ultimately, I do like the Falcons. I already put you down for the Falcons. I like the Falcons as well. Also, just to give you a real quick update, because even though yesterday I did give you a heads up on the who's hurt, and then I um, updated everybody on who's hurt, just to let you know, also, uh, Devontae Freeman, T.Y. Hilton are both out for this week. And um, Chris Hogan, Josh Gordon, and Rob Gronkowski are listed as questionable. And Geronimo Allison should be back to play, and so should uh, they're very, Sean McVay is very confident that Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks are ready to play this week. Just keep an eye on it and follow us on our social media platforms, and we'll fill you up as best we can. Moving on, Chargers and Browns. We got a lot of games to get to because yes. my rant went way too long. Maybe that's good that you started early, so I get it out the way, yeah. right? I had a feeling it was going to go there. That's to recap, again, early. to recap just real quick, I'm not happy with Eli. Just to let you know. I'm not happy with him. Mm-hmm. He's not doing good. He's doing bad, but he's just not the whole problem. That's my point. He's not the whole problem, okay? All right, that's it. Moving on, uh, Chargers and Browns. Uh, the Browns are coming off a week. They're, a week. <laughs> They're coming off a win. They're fired up, right? Now, I like this matchup, honestly. I kind of like it. I feel that I think it's going to be a pretty exciting game. But um, I, I don't see like the Browns going on a win streak here. I don't think this is a game to do it. Phillip Rivers has 13 p- touchdown passes so far, right? That is most for his career in the first five games he's ever thrown so far for the first five game starts. There's only one quarterback who has more touchdowns than him. That is Pat Mahomes. And he only has one more touchdown to him, all right? Um, this is why I like that matchup because the Browns, they've given up the six fewest fantasy points to QB so far. So, uh, you know, of course, he's still going to play Rivers. He's averaging 22 fantasy points per game. Uh, I still think he's going to have a top 10 week. So, you know, but it's going to be interesting to see him go against a pretty solid defense against the quarterback. Uh, you play Melvin Gordon. You play Keenan Allen. I'm really not going to get into the details why. Eckler, he's still a flex plate here, not for nothing. You know, uh, he's sort of, this is a sort of like another situation with like a healthy Tevin Coleman and a healthy Devontae Freeman and like, like Ingram and Kamara. You know, if you have two quarterbacks, you play them. Because I know a lot of people always talk about, like, oh, I can't have a bunch of people on the same team. Look, if I had Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, and Stephon Diggs, I'm playing all three of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I had all three of those guys, I'm gonna, I don't want a bunch of players on the same team. If they're putting up numbers, you play them. You're telling me you wouldn't like Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown and Le- Le'Veon Bell when Le'Veon Bell plays? You wouldn't like them three on your team? Right. Of course you would. So it's just if they're putting up numbers, you put up numbers, you know, um, Eckler is still, you know, a player you want to play. Even if you still have Gordon, you can still play him as a flex spot. You know, at the end of it all, the guy's putting up numbers. He's averaging 14 points a game. And not for nothing, that actually puts him as 19th overall with points per game. So, um, 
The downside with Eckler, of course, is that he gets limited touches, but he does have two two consecutive games with touchdowns, so that could possibly possibly keep going. Um, and with the Browns, I do like Mayfield. I'm not going to say as far as I trust him as a quarterback one, but he definitely is a QB two here for me, and even more so in two quarterback leagues. You know, the Chargers defense hasn't been that great. It has a lot to do with injury. I get it, but they were considered as like a big defense in the draft in the preseason, and they just haven't lived up to their expectations. So, I mean, it's not really bad to play Mayfield here. And Carlos Hyde, I know he had a bad week last week. He's still a guy you got to plug and play just based on his like you know workload that he gets alone. Uh, and Landry, he's been doing okay. He's been doing all right. But the thing is, the Chargers they've given up the seventh most fantasy points to receivers so far. So I see um, Landry is like a wide receiver too here. And with that being said, I am taking the Chargers. I am taking the Chargers as well. Next. All right, moving on. Colts at Jets. The Jets are a minus two-point home favorite with a 45-and-a-half game total. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting game. Now, Andrew Luck continues to throw the ball at a record-setting rate. Uh, he's on pace to throw 784 times this year. Saw that. Yeah, that's that's unheard of. Now, uh, is that sustainable? Like, who knows in, in the modern-day NFL? But, um, I mean, he is slinging the ball, so that, that bodes well for uh, Luck owners. Now, he does uh, face a Jet defense that's uh, without Tremaine Johnson and Buster Screen. So opposing QBs have been able to put up numbers on the Jets' pasty. So I expect Luck to have a good day. Now, as far as the uh, the ground attack for the Colts, uh, Marlon Mack should be back this week. Uh, but even in his limited uh, touches in Week 2, he did not really look impressive. So he's a stay away from me. I have no interest in Mack. Now, the interest, interesting target here for the Colts ground game is Naheem Himes. As the Jets do struggle against pass-catching running backs, uh, they yield, they yield the uh, yielding the seventh most catches and the 12th most uh, running back receiving yards. So Himes is definitely a target. I like him as a low-end flex and, and definitely as a target in daily. He's 6,300 on FanDuel and 54, uh, I'm sorry, 5,100 on DK. So he's a better play on DK as we all know, you know, DK is a full point uh, PPR site. Mm-hmm. So definitely get your exposure to him on DK. As far as the pass catchers go, um, my target here is Eric Ebron. Um, Adoro looks like he's, you know, he may miss another game he's questionable ebron is banged up um but i i do think he's gonna play so look for for ebron um to to get the uh, line share of the targets as well now on the jet side of the ball last week uh crowell and Bilal powell smashed i mean no one saw that coming and including yours truly. So uh, I do like Crowell this week, even though he looks like he's he's banged up. He's going to be a game-time decision, but um, it looks like he will play. Now, as far as the pass catchers go, um, I still like, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson. He did have a breakout game last week that I did call. You know, took a little bit of a victory lap. Yes, he did. He uh, deserved it. Anua was a little bit banged up last week, but he looks like he's going to be okay to go. And Terrell Pryor did get into the box. So, um if I want a Jets pass catcher, it's still going to be Anderson, and I might not mind Anua in the in the matchup, even though the Colts have looked good uh, defending the pass. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but for the second week in a row, I'm going to take the New York Football Jets. Really? Yes. Wow, I didn't know what names to put for you. I'm taking the Jets as well. Excuse me there. Uh, okay, so Seahawks and the Raiders. Yes. This has a sneaky shootout potential. Sneakily enough, I guess you know. Uh, and it's funny because it's like one of those games where, like, you know, like because you know, you have like certain games where you go against, and even the fans themselves be like, "Oh man, like we can't win this, we can't win this." This is a game that both sides of the both fans will be like, "Yeah, we could definitely win this, we could definitely win this." Yeah. You know, because really, this could be anybody's game right here in this one. Uh, it's kind of hard to call. Uh, going straight to just who's a sneaky play here, possibly. 
I like him a lot in a daily play. Is Jordy Nelson off another? Now, I don't know if he can keep this up going going over, though. Over the past three games, he's averaged five catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. He's had a touchdown in each of the past three games. Back from the dead, Jordy. Right. I mean, this is a decent matchup against Seattle. They've given up 11.2 yards per reception. And no longer that fear defense on the pass anymore at all. Um, so he's like a sneaky play that I like more in daily than I do fantasy. I mean, it's... I, you could put him in your flex. In just, seasonal, you mean? Seasonal, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, more fantasy, sorry. You put him in your flex, um, but still, it's 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 hard to trust him there. But he's been doing well. I mean, if you want to ride the hot hand, go ahead. Be my guest. Uh, I like Amari Cooper, though, only because of the fact that Amari Cooper has a bad game, then a good game. A bad mm-hmm. game, then a good game. I think this is a good spot for him. Yeah, he had a bad game week one, good game week two. Bad game week three, good game week four. Bad game week five, good game week six. So it's like it's like all the odd, the even numbers he does well. So it's an even number yeah, week. He's uh, inconsistently consistent. That's a good way to put it, Charlie. I like that. Good job. I'm gonna make a drop out of that. <laughs> um, so because of that, uh, he's just you know he's got. You know, I, I like him overall, and you know, I know. I listen. I know he hasn't done good overall though, and it's been fr- frustrating. But you know, if he doesn't really pick it up for the rest of the year though, like I'm never drafting him again. We'll see how it goes. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a funny fact. Not funny, but a crazy fact that Cooper is actually right behind Albert Wilson and Curtis Samuels in fantasy points per game. That's nuts. Mm. Uh, so, Russell Wilson, of course, you play. Also, we're talking about the Seahawks now. But besides that, there's like a, a – oh, Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Cook, of course, you play. Um, there's a lot of question marks with the Seahawks offense. I see a lot of people considering, you know, Chris Carson, Mike Davis, Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, and all these other guys. I mean, Chris Carson is my favorite player out of the Seahawks. I don't mean that fantasy-wise, but, you know, um, player in general, you got to consider this, that the Raiders have given up the fifth the fifth most yards overall to the rush. And, of course, that's excluding the Giants this past week because they're, like, dead last right now, but they've had an extra game over anybody so far at the moment. But they're not good with uh, stopping the run either, the Giants. But still, Carson is averaging only 4.1 car- uh, yards per carry, but Oakland gives up 4.9 yards per carry per each rush. So I see him like a low-type RB2 at best this week. Um, Mike Davis gets, like, that vulture-to-touchdown-dependent kind of look so far from what we know. But uh, besides that, like I like Carson for this matchup-wise to play him because he is getting the bulk of the carries. You didn't see most of it. So I like him for this week. Um, and Doug Baldwin, for me this week, he's kind of like another one of those like Larry Fitzgerald's type like last week. This is a matchup where he has to do good in. You know, he's, he's not on a pitch count. He's played 80% of the snaps last week. So I would play him this week, but if he does bad this week, because it's a good matchup for him. But if he does bad, then I'd be like, all right, you know what? Now nah, I really got to consider benching him. But you, you, you drafted him as you were going to play him. So I would still play him, and if he does bad, then if he does bad, you don't trust him. This is a hard game to call for me. I am going to go with the home team take the Raiders. Raiders, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. It's a tough game for me to call, though. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But I, I, I thought the Seahawks at first also, but I just went with the home team. Moving on. All right, so Carolina at Washington. On the uh, Panther side of the ball, uh, Cam Newton, plug and play. Um, I mean, the, the guy's a stud. I mean, in, in seasonal, you don't need me to tell you to play him. But I think that this is going to be an eruption spot for Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, C- CMC, one of the most versatile running backs in the league. Get him into your lineups. Um, and also, he, this is a chance to get him very low-owned in daily. So give him a look in daily as well. Um, as far as the pass catchers go on, on Carolina, I mean, if you want to take a look at Funches, sure. But I'm not really you know, excited about it. The pass catcher in that office is Christian McCaffrey. So make sure you get all the exposure to, to CMC. 
Now, on the Redskins side of the ball, I mean, if I'm a running back and Alex Smith is my quarterback, I'd, I'd have a real problem because he almost got two of his running backs killed on Monday Night Football. <laughs> you know, he almost got Adrian Peterson killed, and he damn near almost got Chris Thompson killed as well. So, uh, Alex Smith, let's let's get it together. I mean, look, Peterson is a little banged up, but, um, you know, going against that stout Carolina run D, I would temper expectations. I mean, if I have him in seasonal, I am playing him, and I would – um, you know, temper expectations in daily. And Chris Thompson looks like it's going to be a game-time decision. Hasn't been ruled out yet, but he got really banged up on Monday night and now has a short week as a turnaround. Uh, the target here for me is Jordan Reed. Um, I mean, he hasn't had that breakout game yet, but, I mean, look, he is. He did run 28 routes last week. He had, he's was in 64. Two targets. Right. Ma- <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. No, I, I love Jordan Reed. I don't get me wrong. I'm agreeing with yeah. you. I'm agreeing with you. I don't mean this. just saying. No, crazy. no, no. He's not getting the targets, but I mean, look, I mean, he's finally healthy and they're not taking advantage of him. Yeah. You know, so and, as and, a fantasy owner, it drives you nuts. And that's unlike Alex Smith. Alex Smith has always no. found a way to find. I mean, I'm sure it will fix itself. Yeah. It's just lately it's been frustrating. Yeah. No, definitely agree with you there. So, I mean, Reed is the target there. And the interesting target here is also Jamison Crowder, who um, the Carolina Panthers have struggled against the slot receivers. Um, you know, Cole Beasley did have a good game against them. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd torched them earlier this year. And Sterling Shepard did have uh, four catches and 75 yards against them. So uh, look for Jamison Crowder here. So. Um, I do like Carolina in this game. I think Washington is just reeling right now, so give me the Panthers. I like the Panthers here as well. Also, to let you know, um, Greg Olson is probably going to play this week. Yeah. Uh, They said, I'm telling you right now, I'm just looking this up. They said he's questionable. He's listed as questionable for Sunday's game, but uh, Coach Rivera sounds confident that he'll be good to Go. Would you, if he plays, would you start him if you were Olsen owner? I am not starting him. I am an Olsen owner. Yeah. And I am not starting him in my league because of the fact that I have Cam and Braid. So I have a mm-hmm. good flyer for the week. And oh, Cameron Braid. Is a great flyer for the week. Great flyer for the Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Uh, especially with Winston starting on this other stuff. But the thing is, is that uh, they still know that the foot could reemerge itself as a problem yeah. once again because he avoided the surgery. Right. He might need surgery again. But. It could that's reemerge. A, that's a tricky injury. That's an injury where, you know what, he starts and two plays, he's done for the it's game. It's like Jordan Reed. Yeah. Because as Jordan Reed had a problem with his foot, and as I said, he had the, the bone removed that was given him the problems. That's why he's so healthy now. Yeah. But I I would I would sit. I think it would, now, 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 if you wanted to, because that tight end position is so, so thin. Mm-hmm. It is super thin. So if you wanted to play him, yeah, I guess be my. I'm not mind, recommending. If you don't it. mind risk, then go ahead and play him. Like, I, I, for me, it would be a stay away this week. I, I would try to stay away. I would even play like like somebody like like your boy uh, Schwam. I can't say his name. Swain. Swain. I, I can't say his name. I'm sorry, but I'd rather play like a guy like Swain, who's probably only going to get you about like six to like ten at best, ten right. points unless he scores. But you know a touchdown. he's going to be on the field. He's going to get on the field. He's going to probably get like. Three catches in 30 yards or 40 yards or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. more or less somewhere around there. He's probably, I think he's going to get, like, six to ten points at best. Like So I'd rather play someone like him and take those safe points. It's almost like, listen, take the field goal. There's no reason to go for an afford down right now and rush it in. You know what I mean? So uh, right. just take the field goal right now so get the points. I have the Panthers. Who do you have in this game? Oh, Panthers. I'm sorry. All I'm right. Sorry. So no worries. Moving on to the uh, Bills at Texans. Talk to me, Flex. Speaking of those, you were talking about Agent Peterson. I'm even considering about sitting Agent Peterson because – of course, you know, when I watch my Giants so closely, I see what they did against Saquon. They really stopped them run-wise for the most part throughout that game. But uh, I'm even thinking about saying pieces for this guy, for LaShawn McCoy. Now, LaShawn McCoy, um, when we drafted him, what you know, we, we drafted him for his volume. 
That's what we, if anybody draft, I drafted him in one league because of sheer value. Because he was just going to get all the opportunities, all the work. Now, unfortunately, game script and injuries have held him back from doing that so far. But you know, he did he did get twenty six touches yesterday. So granted that the Texans are only giving up seventy six yards uh per game running the ball. We'll see if this week if it's really gonna be him being the focal point of the offense, or is it more like because of the fact that just it was another game script type of thing. Um he had a hundred yards over scrimmage last week. I I would still play him just because right now it looks like he's the focal point, but if game script, you know, hurts him in any way to take away the points from him, then that's the case. But the big thing I want to mention here, oh, and also I know about the the, the trade rumors about him going to Philadelphia for just something everybody right now. Uh, just head coach, McDerm- head coach McDermott just said that he did talk to Philadelphia, but that was it. That's all he said. He talked to the Eagles, and that was it. That's all we know about mm-hmm. it. But the big thing that I want to mention right now about this game is not for nothing is that Kiki Cutie's only owned in 37% of league. He should be owned in all leagues across the board. I don't understand. This guy was a rookie. That so far in his first two games, he's had 17 receptions off 22 targets with 160 yards and a touchdown. That is a strong start right now to a rookie season, which wasn't even a rookie that was like highly mentioned in the draft or nothing like that. But still, nonetheless, like he he's he's been doing exceptionally well. Uh, I want to shout out to the guy on our big Instagram league, I for Talent Football, because he's one of the main reasons that I heard about uh, Kiki Cutie. And he's been doing really, really well. He's, you know, like, especially in a league where I have, like, T.Y. Hilton, and T.Y. Hilton's out this week. Boom, I'm playing Kiki Cutie. Because I have a pretty good receivers in that league. I have Julian Edelman, Adam Thielen, and T.Y. Hilton. And T.Y. Hilton's out, so I'm plug- playing Kiki Cutie. Um, so besides all that, I mean, there's really, you know, not much of a sneaky play to play here. Lamar Miller said he will 100% play this game, even though last week he was active and did not play a single snap. He said he's 100% playing this week. Um... DeAndre Hopkins, Cutie, and Fuller were all listed as questionable, but uh, limited practice is still going to play all this week. And, you know, but unless you want to play McCoy, I wouldn't look to play anybody from the Bills. But with the Bills, man, winning again. Yeah. Staying alive. <laughs> yeah. What is this? This is like last year. Like, you didn't expect them to get to the playoffs, and they did. Yeah. They just, they just won't go away. Makes makes no sense. And with, without big, without much names to their – and with one of the worst – and we're also considered one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and – Without much, they're doing they're doing a lot. Yeah, they're fighting in there for they're, the most part. They're squeaking away victories. Yeah, but you know, even though they're squeaking away victories, I still have the Texans. I have the Texans as well. All right, moving on. All right, so Arizona at Minnesota. Um, this looks to be uh, kind of a boring game, but there should be some fantasy goodness uh, to come out of it. Now, uh, Kirk Cousins just having a, a MVP caliber year so far. We thought that the boring game was going to be Bills and Vikings too, just speaking about the Bills, right? Imagine Arizona yeah, comes yeah. out with a win year. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, no, just, no, when no, you just said that, it no just reminded me about talking about the Bills and all. No, um, so, I yeah, mean, look. This, Kirk Cousins this killing. Like, yeah, he, having an MVP justifying that big, big contract uh, that he got in the offseason, so – you know, if I'm a Cousins owner, all systems go. Uh, he's definitely worth a look in daily as well. Um, and his pass catchers, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, they're both having great years. Get them into your lineups. Um, and the this is definitely going to be one of my favorite stacks in daily as well. Now, as far as the, uh, the Vikings running game goes... Um, Dalvin Cook looks – he did return to full practice, but he looks like he's going to be a game-time decision. If he's out, I don't mind a little Latavius Murray here in daily. Uh, in seasonal, if you need him as a streaming option, he may not be the worst uh, play on the board. Uh, but that Arizona 
uh, defense that looks like it was going to be great coming into the year has been really, really susceptible to the run so far this year. So, um, you know, if Cook plays, give him a look and uh, Latavius Murray as well. On the Arizona side of the ball, they've been a mess so far this year. I mean, look, David Johnson, you know, if you have him seasonal, obviously you're going to play him, even though he has this this tough matchup going against that Minnesota run D. Uh, and as far as, you know, the pass catchers go, I mean, there's really nothing you could get excited about. I mean, old man Larry Fitz, I mean, is, is you know, is age still finally catching up to him? Who knows? Um, and Christian Kirk, I mean, look, he is a burner, but he's the, you know, he's a boom of bus play. So if you want to take a stab at him in daily, I'm okay with it. In seasonal, um, I wouldn't even, you know, recommend him as a flex play either. So ultimately, I think this is going to be a boring game, but ultimately I see the Vikings pulling it out. So give me the Vikings. Just to, uh, to go back on top of what you said about Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook says he will play. This is what he says. Mm-hmm. He's listed as questionable. He's limited at practice, and he says he will play Sunday, that he feels way better now, but that hamstring injuries can injuries for the hamstring can be tricky. Yeah. That's his words. So, so I got the said. Vikings. Who do you got in this game? I got the Vikings as well, man. Come on. Did you? All right, so moving on to the Steelers at Bengals. This is actually one of the more interesting games of the week, and I'm really curious to see your take on it. I don't – see, this is this is the thing. I'm, is it really that interesting? Is it really? Divisional game. I mean – No, no, no. These, it's, these, it's, are, it's, these are always really good games. It's is, I don't know so much if you're saying it's, it's interesting because of the fact that it's just another big – Offensive game, yeah, it's yeah. a divisional game. Yeah, well, it's going to be a good I, game. I got a confession. I have, um, I'm going to have a ton of Joe Mixon in daily this week, so it's it's going to be interesting for me. But uh, go ahead. All right. I mean, no, I think exciting might be a word for it. I don't know about no. interesting because of the fact that it's see, like, because they they've been involved so many times with the Bengals and the Steelers. I feel like they've already, you know, I guess because they always play the Falcons, they played the Falcons both already. So like, yeah. it's kind of every week you see another team with good offenses and bad defenses going against each other. And this is another one just like it. There's fantasy implications all over here. And when I say it's really not that in- interesting, because honestly, there's not too much to talk about besides what's the obvious. You play all the studs. For the Bengals, you play Green, you play Boyd, you play Mixon. And I love Andy, Andy Dalton as a streamer here. I do. You're missing Drew Brees. You, don't, you didn't get to pick up Winston or whatever. You play Andy Dalton. He's averaging 19.9 fantasy points per game. But the, thing, but the big thing here is the Steelers are allowing a 99.3 passer rating and the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. This, you know, and um, so, you know, like that, that's a, that, that, I guess, an interesting factor. Like, it's going to get excited about whatever. But uh, you play Brown. You definitely put, play him in. You play Connor, especially if yeah. this might be the last week you have him. Brown has struggled against the Bengals, though. Yeah, but you don't. No, you never I mean, you're him. not going to sit. I, I, I hear Brown, what you're saying. But... So, you, you mean you're saying this week maybe he might do a little worse yeah. than what he's expected to do. Right. Like he'll it get seems you. Seems like they figured a way, like to scheme him out. You he'll know? get you seventeen points to eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> so like, now nah, but I hear you. But you play, uh, you play Connor though, uh, especially since it'd be good last week. You could probably enjoy the his work. You know, um, you play Juju as well. The tight end situation is always kind of up and down with the Steelers. I mean, Vance McDonald is like a boom or bust play. I think he's for rest of the season more bust than boom. But. Um, and this game's got a pretty decent matchup, being that the Bengals have given up the ninth most fantasy points per game to tight ends. So if you want, you know, if you want to play Big Ben here, go ahead. The only reason I would say just stay away from him is just for the fact that you know he just does bad on the road. He just does bad on the road. That's yeah. what he does. But you know, he listen. It's it's a, it's a bad defense too, so he could do pretty good. Yeah, his his Roman uh, home and road splits have been well well documented. Absolutely, I've talked about that before the season as well. He was one of my stay away from players, and I broke down numbers wise how mm-hmm. bad he is. And uh, but it, it, besides the obvious, you play all the obvious, and you expect big game. Now, 
It's not to say that like somebody like AJ Green could have a bad day. Yeah. That that happens every week in fantasy. You play right. a stud, he could have a bad day. Well, Joe Joe Hayden did, you know, hold uh Julio Jones in check last week. Right, so right, he, right. He draws um AJ Green. But you're still you're still, you're still gonna play him. You're still, yeah. And you would still expect big numbers from him. I expect big numbers from him. I could yeah. be wrong. A lot of a lot of people could be wrong because but whatever the case would be, but it's just you know, it's another high octane flying, high offense game, bad defense game with a lot of fantasy points to benefit from. And I am taking the home team. I'm taking the Bengals. Wow, I'm taking the Bengals as well. Give me the that. home team. All right, moving on. All right, the three and one Chicago Bears. Do you think that we were going to say that six weeks into the season, the three and one Chicago Bears? Yes. You did? No, you didn't. Stop lying, Flex. <laughs> Traveling to uh, MIA. I'm shaking uh, my to, head. You can't, I'm on... shaking my head on radio. You can't see that. What's wrong with me? To uh to take on the uh, Miami Dolphins now, on the uh, on the Bears side of the ball, uh, I mean, listen, Mitchell Trubisky, I I don't think that you're gonna play him in seasonal if you had him, but he might not be a bad option in daily this week. Um, so g- give him a look. Um, as far as the uh the Bears running game, Jordan Howard, he's looked good this year, so get him into your lineups. And Tariq Cohen uh, looks like he's starting to get involved in the offense. I mean, Nagy said that he was going to get him involved, and now he's making good on that promise. So I wouldn't mind having a little bit of Cohen as a as a flex play, and I don't mind looking at him in daily. Um, it, as far as the pass catchers go, uh, Allen Robinson still d- looks to uh, dominate the. Uh, the uh, targets from Trubisky, he's he's gotten 32 over the first uh, first six weeks of the season, uh, as well as t- Taylor Gabriel and Trey Burton. Looks like he's finally getting involved, uh, catching a touchdown. Last time that they were on, um, last time they played. So, um, I mean, look, temper expectations. I don't see this as a high scoring game, um, but there should be some fantasy goodness. Now, on the Dolphin side of the ball, uh, Tannehill. Um, I mean. I, I guess in daily you may give him a look in seasonal. No, thank you. I mean, you can look at other options as far as streamers go. I yeah, think, this week there's a lot of good streamers. I think Winston is a much better streamer this week than Tannehill. Um, and as far as the, the pass catchers go, I mean, look, Kenny still, still, still no pun intended, is still dominating the, uh, the targets. And uh, my, last week's hero for me, Kenyon Drake, did get involved uh, in, the, uh, in the passing game. And I looked at game script. I think that game script may allow him to get involved again this week. So look for Drake as a low-end flex play again, and I don't mind him in daily. Um, so give me the Bears in this game. I think it's going to be low scoring, so not much fantasy goodness, but uh, give me the Bears. We have disagreed on one team so far. Yeah. One. We both had the Falcons. We both had the Chargers. We both had the Jets. Uh, you had the Seahawks. I had the Raiders. We both had the Panthers. We both had the Texans. We both had the Vikings. We both had the Bengals. We both had the Bears. So are you just going with me because I've been I'm not going with what you I write looking. Look, <laughs> I write them I'm down. Joking, I write them down. I know, but nobody can see this. I write it down. Mm-hmm. I know you're joking, but I'm saying I write it down before you even say it. I look at the matchup and I write it down before you even say it. So, so I mean, look, I'm taking the Bears on the road. Who who would have thought this? Bears fans. Who would have thunk it? Maybe. All right, moving on. Uh Rams versus you, got, the, you, you took the Bears? Yeah, man. All right. Uh, Rams versus the Broncos. Tough game for you guys who are relying a lot on players like Emmanuel Sanders. Now, I know he's been quiet for the past two weeks. He hasn't done all that well. You know, he's only had a little bit over 11 fantasy points. And this is not a good matchup for him to bounce back in. Um, I don't need to really explain why. I really don't. I, I mean, I'd stay away from, you know, even as much. I stay away from the running back situation in Denver, especially in this matchup, as much as I can. This is a definition of a committee, which is really good for real-life football. Not so much for fantasy football. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean... I would try not – and once again, what's a big thing here is that this week people are missing guys like Alvin Kamara and then now also like Mark Ingram. You know what I mean? 
I would try to stay away from all these players, from anybody in the backfield, you know, especially um, Freeman and uh, Lindsey. But if you have nobody else and you got to play him, then you got to play him. But don't expect much from him if you do. Um, of course, you know, if you want to play Sanders and Thomas, go ahead. I just don't see much from them either, you know, for you, honestly. Uh, the only one I see, you see uh, what was I saying? Oh, with the right side of the ball, you know, we know the, we know the Broncos, they have a very solid run defense. Now, even though Crowell exposed them last week, it doesn't matter even if he didn't. You never sit girly. You can't ever sit girly, especially with the year that he's having. You play all the obvious players. Like I said earlier, that Cooks and Cup will likely be playing this week. If for some reason one of them misses anything, right? Woods is definitely a big play here. But not for nothing, just somebody, if you want to bench, if you want to add on just as a stash, just in case to see like if anybody else misses any other time in the future, I doubt it because it's only concussion. It's not like they're having like nagging foot problems or nagging wrist problems or whatever the case may be. Josh Reynolds is a guy to look at and the Rams. It's only if anybody else misses time. But besides that, I love – the only interesting thing I would see from this game, the most interesting thing to me is the weather conditions. It's, it's expected to snow uh, in Denver. So we're going to see how the nice, comfortable weather of Los Angeles and the Rams that they're usually used to playing in does against the Denver Broncos yeah, in, you know, in the Mile High City and uh, – snowy conditions which they're used to playing in yeah so i mean they they say that you know one thing that tra- does travel in the nfl is the running game and you know they have one of the elite running games in the league so right it'd be interesting to see it would and it's gonna be cool to see the rams go final oh, i'm gonna write rams for you because i know that's who you pick i am taking yes. the uh yes. the rams yes. there's gonna be a really boring week for us <laughs> all right so uh baltimore traveling to tennessee um, so low, low expected total in this game. So I don't see a ton of fantasy goodness, but on the, um, on the Titan side of the ball, there's really nothing to get excited about. I mean, Matt, Marcus Mariota just doesn't look right. And now he goes, um, up against that Baltimore defense. That's number six in sacks. So, um, Mariota, I mean, if you have him in seasonal, I would, I would look elsewhere. I mean, there's a lot of good streaming options. Um, so complete stay away from me in daily as well. Now, the uh, Titans running game is also a little bit of a mess. I mean, I think Henry and Lewis are very low, 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 fle- low end flex plays this week. Uh, but I mean, look, if I had to pick one or the other, give me Lewis. As far as the uh, pass catchers go, I mean, Corey Davis has dominated the targets. He's gotten 32 so far this year. And then the next person is Taewon Taylor at 18. And now they get a matchup against um, that elite Baltimore pass defense. So um, no, thank you. Complete stay away from me on the uh, as far as the uh, Titans pass catchers go. Now, on the other side of the ball, um uh Michael Crab I'm sorry, Joe Flacco. I mean, look, I don't think anyone's starting Flacco in seasonal, may- not even as a streamer. I'm going to now. Challenge accepted. Yeah, you're no. going to do it? No. Do it. Um so <laughs> when nothing, I play you, I'll just start Nothing Joe Flacco. to get excited. I mean, the only thing that I would really get excited about would be John Brown. I mean, he continues to have that rapport with Flacco. Uh even though Michael Crabtree has has had um, more targets at 46 to Brown's 44, uh, even Willie Sneed has gotten involved um, at 33 targets so far this year. Now, as far as the um, you know, the running game goes, I mean, look, you're you're starting Allen as you know, a low end RB two, high end flex play. Um, he is involved in the passing game with twenty seven targets. So, but um, I mean, look, nothing to get overly excited about. I don't see a ton of scoring in this game. So, uh, give me the Baltimore Ravens, per favor. Huh, Charlie, go with the Titans. No, <laughs> no, go with right, the Ravens. Moving on. You know what, Charlie? I'll talk a little bit about this. I mean, uh, this game right now with the Jaguars and the Cowboys traveling to Jerry World. Talk to me. Well, I mean, this is the biggest question mark 
here, right? The fact is you talk about which of the Jaguars wide receivers is going to do good. I, I can't decide. Yeah. Can you pick who the Jaguars one? Uh, no. I mean, if it feeds to my fire, I would probably say D.D. Westbrook. But See, I'm probably going to say Cole because Cole likes to play out of the slot more for that team. Yeah. And the Cowboys have That's problems. That's a good point. The Cowboys, which because you brought it a lot to my attention, was they have a lot of problems against slot receivers. Mm-hmm. So I like Keenan Cole to be the best one to play out of this week. But for most, but it's only because we we know already and we're seeing that the Cowboys are very bad against the slot receivers. Yeah. I, have, I have troubles against slot receivers. Yeah. And so that's why I like Keenan Cole to benefit the most from this. But do you trust Blake Bortles? He's going to see a lot of pressure this week. Yeah, no. Well, it, Sean Lee's still out, right? Uh, yeah. But um, the, I mean, like you the said, Tackman Dutchman has played well. No, 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 no. Listen, I, I know they, they've been struggling. I mean, but Keenan Cole, not for nothing, has done pretty good. He's averaging 19 fantasy points per game so far. The thing about this, I don't know if you know, you know and this is what's going to be kind of interesting, is that the Cowboys, they've allowed the 10th fewest fantasy points to quarterback so far. So it is. Defense I'm not going to say. Well. I, I'm not going to say I trust Blake Bortles. He has not been bad fantasy wise all year long. But like we mentioned, I think there's better streaming options for this week. Which a big streaming option for both of us is Winston and Dalton, which are two mm-hmm. big streaming options. So I just feel that there's better streaming options for the week. Uh, if you want to take a flyer on him on daily, go ahead. I do not recommend it. But just this is the biggest thing. Is just you know. Um, now Jamal Charles on, on Bortles, yeah, on Bortles. That's what I mean. So I mean uh, Jamal Charles. I hope to see him like to, for a few carries just to see him play. Mm. That's about it. I'm not saying he's gonna don't play him at all. I do not recommend playing him at all. Of course, you're gonna play Fournette, you know, just because he's the, the Fournette. Sorry, uh, Yeldon. Yeldon because Fournette is out. Um, but the court, the best wide receiver I think I've seen the guy out of the game is Keenan Cole because he plays out of that slot. Uh, and then the Cowboys side. I mean, w- w- what can you really say about it? You really can't say much besides the fact that really the only one you play. Is Zeke, unfortunately, Zeke is going against the Jaguars. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. It you, you play him. You don't think about it. You play him. You're just not happy With that he, he has to go against the Jaguars. So it is possible because Zeke is that much of a good player, and plus that now that we see him catching passes a little more. Mm-hmm. That he could have a big game, just like Saquon had in the first week. Yeah, he could still have a big game. It is just more than likely that he won't. He's that he won't have a big game. Right. He might have like a decent game. He'll probably give you like twelve or fifteen points. But it's possible he could give you like nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate for this matchup. But that's you know you don't play Pre- Pre- Prescott. You don't play any of these guys for the most part. Right. Oh, but Jalen Ramsey is hurt. He's on the injury list. Yeah. That's, he's going to be game time. And if that is out for them, then that's going to be a problem. For, uh, for I mean, that's going to be like benef- – well, problem for me as a Giants fan, it could be beneficial for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as much as my Giants are pretty much out, they're still technically really not out. Yeah, technically but they're not. Technically they're not. You know, the the Chiefs one time went 1-5. Yeah. And then they ended Once up 11-5. and five. Once upon a time. And then they lost to the Patriots in the championship match. Those are facts, Flex. So who do you got in the game? <laughs> What do you have? I got the Cowboys, man. Okay. Give me my boys. I'm taking them as well, though. I already wrote that down, too. All right. So moving on to With the hopes. what may be the, uh, the, the game of the week. The hopes that they lose. I took them twice, and they lost both I know. Times. You're, you're the, the flex mush is real, guys. The flex <laughs> mush is real. So moving on to what may be the game of the week. Uh, the Chiefs traveling to New England and take on the Patriots. This is definitely the game of the week for me. Yeah. So the Patriots are a minus three and a half. Home uh, point. Um, I'm sorry, favorite, and with a 59 and a half total. I mean, th- these are college football totals here. So, what is there to say? I mean, look on on the Chiefs side of the ball. 
Uh, all systems go for Pat Mahomes. Uh, the pass catchers, give me, give me everyone. Give me Tariq the Freak. Give me Kelsey. Even give me Sammy Watkins as a very low, low-end flex play. Um, and definitely one of my favorite stacks in daily as well. Now, uh, as far as the running game goes, I mean, Kareem Hunt, if you dra- you know you drafted him, you invested a first-round pick in him, you are starting him. And he has shown life. He's, he has you know, um, you know know scored a couple of touchdowns in the past couple of weeks. So get him into your lineup as well. On the other side of the ball... TB12, every time you write him off, the guy comes back with a dominant performance. And I think going up against that putrid Chiefs defense. Good word. I think that, you know, TB12 is going to ball out here. So get him into your lineup. Um, the pass catchers, both of them, James White and Sony Michelle, get them both in your lineup. They're both going to be heavily involved in the passing game uh, as and the running game as well. Now, Rob Gronkowski hasn't looked right the past couple of weeks, but, I mean, look, you're not benching Gronk. So get him into your lineups. And as far as the pass catchers go, I mean – do you play Gordon here? I mean, he did catch a touchdown last week. I, I don't mind him as a low-end flex play. I think there's better options than him. He did catch that one touchdown, but yep. that's the only thing that really saved this game. Besides that, he really didn't do too yeah. much. I mean, look, Edelman, you're going to play Edelman. You invested, you know, a, a fifth, sixth-round pick, so you're going to get him into your lineups. So, look, I mean, I think that there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game, so there is the potential to multiple, for multiple players to do well. So um, get a lot lot of exposures to both sides of this game. But ultimately, I see the Patriots pulling this one out. So give me New England. Are you serious? Yeah. (sighs) You taking the Chiefs? No, I took the Patriots. (laughs) I was hoping this would be another different one. We have every single game the same. You're you're smart enough, Flex. No, it's not not that I told you. I personally was taking other people on purpose just to make it interesting. And I'm not doing that no more. You should do that for me every now and then. Well, look. Uh, yeah, I get it. You I, don't I, love me. I call it as I see it. You so call it as yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah. me, give me the pats. You don't love me. That's what it is. Anyways, uh, all right, because we're, we're last game that we got to talk about, and then uh, wrapping it up, uh, the 49ers and the Packers. What do you say about a game like this? Not much to say Not about it. Much. Uh, just to give you real quick about the 49ers to get it out of the way, uh, Marquise Goodwin is back at pr- back at practice. I would still sit him. I am not confident playing him yet. We got to see how C.J. Beathard does uh, throwing him the football a little more because we know that he's not that great of a quarterback and he really can't get the the, the ball to a guy like uh, Goodwin. Maybe he could, but, you know, this is not – I would just sit him. I'm sure you have other players. I would just sit him. Like, I would play Josh Gordon over Marquise Goodwin even if he does play. Bad Breida has not gone back to practice yet. I doubt he's going to play. I think he's going to miss at least this week. But uh, Kyle Shanahan is not ruling him out. He's still probably hopeful that he will play. If he doesn't, you could play Alfred Morris here. He's not a bad bla- a bad flex play here or a bad daily play more than likely also. I like Alfred Morris also to play here. Um, but uh, also Aaron Rodgers – and Randall Cobb were both out of practice. I'm sure they're both going to play. Toronto Allison is allowed to play again back from the concussion protocol. He's allowed to play again. So I think those guys are going to be back. So Marquise Valdez-Scantling, if you picked him up off the waiver wire, fortunately you cannot play him. But the thing is, Aaron Jones, it's tough. It's, 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 it's annoying. It's really bothering me. You can't see it on my face here, everybody else listening, but yeah. you can see a child. It's Mike just, McCarthy hasn't gotten the memo yet. He could I, – I, I say it like every episode, and I'm getting sick of saying it. I got to stop saying it because I'm sure the people who listen to every single episode are tired of hearing about it and are tired of facing it themselves. If you want to sit Aaron Jones this week, fine. I am okay with that. I cannot recommend to play Aaron Jones because of the fact – that Mike McCarthy will not let him take over, will not let him run the ball. And Aaron Rodgers has been saying it too. 
Aaron Rodgers has been saying about how much of a difference the offense is when he's in the game and been, you know, praising about how what a great player he is, and he has not been playing a Mike McCarthy. So I cannot recommend to play him. And it has nothing to do with his talent. Mm-hmm. And this is a great matchup to play him. It's a fantastic matchup against the 49ers. I'm gonna play him. I'm gonna I, I'm I'm probably even gonna play him Good over luck, Flex. I'm gonna probably play him too over Adrian Peterson, not for nothing. Oh wow. No, I, I would not do that. Only because, only because, and I'll tell you my reasons why, and I said that, and I'll say it real quick because we have to wrap it up. Only because, you know, Adrian Peterson already hurt his shoulder. He's hurt his ankle before. He, he's you, been doing Alex good. I, I, I love Adrian Peterson. He's been doing really good. Mm-hmm. I love Adrian Peterson. But the fact is, is because the Carolina defense is very good at stopping the run. Yeah. I've seen it with my own eyes when I watched the stop state on Barkley, so it's very possible he could stop the run again. And the fact is, last thing I need is for him to pop his shoulder again in the mm-hmm. middle of the game. And it's, you know, so in a matchup like this, I more comfortable to the pl- that's why I'm more comfortable because Peters has a bad matchup and Jones has a good matchup I'm not saying week to week kind of thing mm-hmm. I'm just saying just matchup wise it's just if Mike McCarthy's he's one he's one of the candidates that if he doesn't let Aaron Jones go and do the best he could lose his job at the end of the yeah. year because of the poor decisions he's making he's one of the guys and there's a few and we're going to make a show about that and we're going to talk about that too about guys who are probably going to lose their job and I've heard that your Cowboys coach is another one that came up on the list about yeah that. I can't argue with you Flex after some of the decisions he's been making I cannot argue with you well so uh, but yeah you know uh, you play all the obvious ones here and then we'll let you know once again keep you updated on our social media platform about everybody's injuries and that's it that is it bold predictions bold prediction of the week go ahead all right, so my bold prediction of the week, my guy, my preseason guy, Joe Mixon, 150 total yards and gets into the box not once but twice. Book it. Okay, don't yell at me. <laughs> what uh, do you got for me, Flex? Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> After just talking you're, you're about going really bold. Good, Flex. It's funny because I'm, I'm, I, I feel like – Wait, I, what, so what's the bold prediction? He's, oh, that he's gonna get ten touches. He's gonna, you know, the bold. <laughs> that would that's a that good. That would be bold. That's a good one, Charlie. You're getting a little funnier there, you. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, uh, the Aaron Aaron Jones gets uh, over eighty yards and gets two touchdowns. That is bold. That is my bold prediction for the that week for that. Bold. Uh, yeah, I feel like I, f- I feel like just being so um, ambivalent. We're now saying that like I can't recommend the playing, but yet that's my bold prediction of the week. Whatever it is, uh, you got our outro music to cue us up over there. Yes, you do. Perfect. All oh, right. Right, right on cue. Right, right on cue. All right. Once again, party people, we are still giving away that Saquon Barkley autograph football. Do everything and possibly that you can to get recognized to get us to recognize you. So this way we can give you the chances to win the Saquon Barkley autograph football. And as I did say, also we're giving away a free T-shirt with that Saquon yes. Barkley. And I'm, don't say what the T-shirt is because they don't know yet, no, no, and I'm no, not telling nobody. I've seen the design, and it, they are fresh. They are awesome t-shirts. All right, we're giving away a free t-shirt going out with that Saquon Barkley autograph football. Once again, I am your man for the Grand Flicks hit list, Charlie. Charlie Chase, baby. Bureau, enjoy week six. See you next week. This side, see you on this side of the other party, people. Peace.